lot of people don't make it. I think more than half of people who try this profession don't make it more than a year or two. And I think really most importantly is to think of yourself as your own business because you really are. You're your own boss. You manage your own time. You may have a managing broker, but ultimately you are an independent contractor and you have to decide what you want to do with your time. Like any business, whether you're a real estate broker or whether you're a, a cupcake shop, you need to get customers. And without customers, you're not going to have the, the revenue to sustain your business. Instead of talking about technical know-how in each episode, instead we'll be taking a mental approach. We'll be talking about building relationships, building trust, and how to be our best selves when we're out in the field doing deals. This is Sean K. Michael, and today's guest is Mike Lynn, Vice President of Investment Sales at Progressive Real Estate Partners. Mike helps individual and family investors understand their real estate portfolio strategy, helping them to sell or buy real estate to fit their objectives, he focuses on retail properties located in the Western Inland Empire area of Southern California. So let's talk to Mike today about mindset, video, and how to stand out. Welcome, Mike. Sure. Thanks, Sean. Thanks for having me. It's good to be here. Well, great to have you. So firstly, tell us a little bit about your background and how you got into commercial real estate. Sure. So I am an investment sales broker in the Inland Empire area of Southern California, which is uh, around LA and Orange County. So uh, for folks, for those who aren't familiar, and I primarily focus on strip center and single tenant sales. So just retail properties out here. So as uh, you guys, all your listeners probably know, retail has been a bit challenged for a couple of years. This whole virus has made it a little bit more challenging, particularly in the uh, strip center space, which is where I do a lot of my work. Before being in commercial real estate, I was doing some residential investment, doing some fix and flip uh, with homes in Orange County. And before that, I've uh, got a varied background. I've worked in corporate. I've worked for companies like uh, Prudential and Nestle, done uh, information technology consulting as well. So uh, quite a varied background, but I've been in commercial real estate for about five years now, and I'm really enjoying it. Fantastic. Fantastic. So I'm curious, and my listeners probably are, about during COVID, I know you were able to sell one of the plazas that you had listed. Tell me about the unique challenge sure. that brought and how you were able to accomplish that. Sure. Well, um, yeah, strip centers are, um, as I mentioned before, are, are really not a, a hot property type right now, uh, particularly with mom and pop tenants. And the, the center I sold did have primarily mom and pops in there. There was a little Caesars Pizza who... I'm sure is doing quite well uh, during this time, but there was a hair salon, a nail salon, and a church and a Metro PCS that, um, you know, the, all those businesses are, are a little bit challenged right now, particularly the, the three that were, that even had to shut down for a while, the church, the nail salon, and the hair salon. During the time that I was marking the property, Metro PCS, uh, they actually left. So, you know, quite, quite a few challenges about this property, but, you know, it's really about letting Buyers know that in the future, you know, this virus will pass. It's it's here temporarily. It's it's hurting us a lot right now, but the tenants in the center were strong. They paid full rent the entire time, and that's something I made clear to all the buyers that you know these tenants, although they're not open, they they want to be here, and they they're paying on time and they're paying their full rent. And just conveying that message, I made a video specifically about this property to let people know, and that's that's something I like to do to be creative to to cut through the clutter and uh, just getting the word about this property out there so that investors see the value in it. You know, right now, um, it's, it's a bit tough, but in a couple months, next year, 
this property will be back on its feet. There were some vacancies in there and those can get filled and have some opportunity for an investor to add value as well. So this is something that I'm in particular interested in because as you know, my background is in video content creation. I do that. Uh, that's my business. And then I'm also in commercial real estate. Talk a little bit about the mindset because that's this shows more about like the attitude and mindset towards particular activities. How were you able to approach and what was your thought process on getting involved using video? Sure. Well, it really started a couple of years ago when when a colleague and I were working on selling a property that that wasn't really getting a lot of activity. And we're just kind of thinking, well, what what can we do to try to stand out from all the other listings out there? Let's try to put a video together. And at the time, it was a very simple video, just you know, standing in front of a, a blank wall and, and talking about it. And and it was a little bit you know, nerve wracking at first because it was something that typically we don't do in commercial real estate. I know some of the residential uh, agents who are selling homes, they've been doing this for a while, but in commercial, it, it wasn't very common, but it's something we tried and I had to get over that, that discomfort in the beginning to, to just put myself out there and, and try something new. And it actually was quite well received. We had a lot of people saying, Hey, that was, that was really interesting. What you did caused them to look at a property that they might not have looked at before because they do get so many emails and we just wanted something to stand out. So did it for the first property, did it for the next property. And then as I continued to do them, I got more comfortable with it and had some really good feedback from people saying, Hey, you know, I, I like the video you did on that property. That's fantastic. So what I'm curious about is because you have a little hesitation about being on camera in the beginning, how did you get over that? And how do you continually create content? Because I know you're doing a lot of awesome things that I want to start incorporating, which is, you're doing a, almost a video newsletter. Is it weekly or monthly? It's that, weekly, yeah. Weekly that has market updates of what's going on in the market. And then you time log the video so that people can jump to the parts that they're most interested in. I thought that was very innovative as well. But besides that, you're doing the video listings, which is a video about specific properties and you discussing it in front of the property. Talk about how you're doing that and your mindset each week to get yourself to create that content because we're all busy. How do you make the time um, and to, to go about and do that? Sure. Yeah. That's the, the time is definitely a challenge. You know, as brokers, we, we have to manage our time because that's, that's the resource that we have and it's, it's very limited, but you know, during the pandemic in the beginning, I had a lot, I had a lot of time and, and, you know, the, basically commercial real estate world just stopped for, for a couple of weeks. And I said, well, you know, what am I going to do with my time? You know, I, I didn't feel, comfortable, you know, reaching out to, uh, to my, my contacts and having the same conversation I was having you know, earlier this year, because we were in a totally different world. So, you know, I said, okay, well, let me, let me make a video about what's going on in the coronavirus world and, and how it's affecting real estate. So I, so I did a video and uh, the next week there was a bunch of new news because news was just changing so fast. I made the next video and, and that, at that point I still had a lot of time, but as the weeks went, went on and people realized the world didn't stop. The world was going to continue. And I, I started getting busy with my, with my regular uh, commercial real estate brokerage duties. I really had to be more disciplined about making the time to get this video out. And, and it would have been easier. And a lot of people say, well, you could, why don't you just make a one video a month or you can make a video every two weeks. And that's absolutely true. But I've been on this weekly video trend and I've, I've been keeping it up for, I think, 23 weeks now or so. And um, I've realized that that's just become a part of my routine. You know, I, I, during the week, I, I plan out what I want to talk about. And then I spend a, a bulk of Monday and Tuesday 
know, preparing the script and recording and doing the editing. So it's just become a part of my time that I have to be disciplined about. And the motivation to keep going really comes from the comments I get from people saying, I really enjoyed your video. Um, also from people calling me saying, hey, I've, I've been getting your videos, I like them, and I've got a property that I wanna talk to you about, whether they just have questions or whether they're thinking of selling. You know, those are really the, the motivation that I have to continue to make these videos. And sure, I know if I cut it down to you know, every two weeks or every month, that would make it easier for me, but then I'm not in front of people as often. And, and we know that in this business, the more you are in front of people, letting them know what you're doing, the more top of mind you become, and that, that will help my business in the future. Absolutely. I love the fact, two things, and this is what I relate to because I do video work. In the process of creating video content, that in itself is an education process for me. Would you find that by doing uh, and creating these videos, it's actually helped your research? Oh yeah, absolutely. I've become knowledgeable about what's going on in my market. I'm, I know about what the government is doing in terms of passing laws that will help tenants or will help landlords or laws that could potentially hurt landlords that I need landlords to be aware of if they can do something about it, say signing a petition or voting against a certain bill that's coming up. And that's something that I can talk about when people call me or when I call them say, hey, have you heard about this? Uh, one of the most rewarding times was when the government was handing out um, basically free money with the, uh, the uh, economic injury disaster loan program and the PPP loans. And I was you know, pretty early to let my viewers know about these programs. Got a lot of people calling me asking questions. And I said, hey, just you know, go to this website, fill out this form. And when I hear a week or two later, people emailing or calling me saying, hey, thanks, I got, I got my money. You know, I wouldn't, have, I wouldn't have been able to get that if it weren't for you. And you know, that really makes me feel good. That's great, man. And, and it's also about being a value. So talk about that mindset. Talk about the mindset of how I can be a value and doing something creative. How have you been able to approach that with your day, day in and day out? Sure, absolutely. That's, that's critical. And that's, that's really one of the most important things to think about as a broker when you're reaching out to people, whether it's you're making a cold call to talk to someone for the very first time, or you're talking to them for the 10th time, or you're making a video that people, are, people have been watching you for a long time or for the first time. It's how can you give them something of value so that they will want to talk to you or that they'll want to continue watching your videos. So, uh, you know, cold, call isn't a, cold calling isn't about calling someone saying, hey, do you want to sell your property? It's about calling someone and letting them know about something that might be interesting to them, whether it's a similar property to theirs that's sold down the street, whether it's a, a tenant who has leased a space uh, that's nearby to theirs so that they have a comp, whether it's you know, talking about how this new legislation could affect their property. And that's what I try to do in my videos and when I talk to someone, try to provide something of value that they don't think it was just another person trying to, trying to get a listing. It, it's trying to build, to start and build that relationship going forward. So when the time comes that they want to do something that I'm the person that they think of. So it's, it's really important to keep that in mind when we're reaching out to property owners. That's so true. And I think one of the things that stands out is you're right. A lot of people in commercial real estate brokerage are not using video. Residential has moved on it, but you don't tend to see it in commercial. And when you do do it, it does stand out. It is noticed and you're giving people valuable information. And I think that's, important getting that feedback. Oh yeah, pl plenty of times people will call me just to say, hey, I, I really like the work you're doing. Uh, when I'm doing my 
sometimes it's cold calls, people I'm calling for the first time. I can kind of look on the, on the back end because I have a, a mail service, MailChimp, that kind of lets you know who's opening the, the email. So sometimes I'll call them and say, um, and just start a conversation and, and they'll know me. So it's, it really warms up the call because I know that this person has been reading my emails or opening my emails. It really helps to, to get the conversation going. Of course, it's, it's most helpful when they actually want to do something like they want to sell a property or they want to get a space leased. Um, and, and that happens too. You know, I've, I've got quite a few people just reaching out to me. And even if it's not the type of property that, that I uh, typically work on, I could partner with someone else that I know to, to help, help the client. Ultimately, it's about helping them, even if it's not uh, something that I can help them with directly. You know, it's, it's establishing that relationship and down the road, if there's something that I can personally help them with, I'd be happy to. I look at you almost as a mentor of where I'd like to be as far as using video with real estate, because I've used, I know video. I mean, I know that world, but I haven't applied it to the real estate. So I'm going to be starting to do some things and testing some things here in South Florida. So I'll definitely report back on some of my progress over here Sure. Um, so to let you know how it goes. One of the things I always like asking, what is your favorite deal and what was the mindset you used to approach it? Sure. Thinking about a deal that I, I closed for a strip center a couple of years ago in a city called Pomona around here, which is, it's a, it's a pretty challenging area. Um, it's not, a, not necessarily a high income area. And recently in California, particularly in LA and Orange County, the you know, homeless population is, has grown and it's, it's becoming a problem in a lot of cities around here. So you know, this, this property was built about 10 or so years ago in, in better times. And since then, it's, the, it's kind of gone down and, and homeless have been a problem. The owners wanted to sell this property. They wanted to retire and move to another part of the country. I took it to the market um, and, and it wasn't selling at the, the price that we had wanted. So really at that point, I had to kind of get my thinking hat on, you know, what are other things we can do to make this property more marketable? Advise them investing a little bit in the property to improve the landscaping, you know, improve the lighting around there, you know, painting it and increasing the security patrol so that when prospective buyers walk by, there aren't just a bunch of homeless people hanging out there. And, you know, after we improve those things, we took new photos. You know, when you've got a listing that's challenging, I think it's easy to lose interest uh, when you're not getting a lot of activity. But one thing that I, I really wanted to remember is that you don't, you don't necessarily lose a listing because, um, it's not selling, but you, you, there's a much better chance that you're going to lose a listing or not sell property because you're not keeping in good communication. And that's, that's not just true about you and your, your property or that that's true about things in life, right? With your, <laughs> with your relationships, right? If you, if you don't have good communication, then, you know, things are not going to, to go well. So I knew this was challenging. Um, and I always wanted to keep in, in communication with, my client, even if there wasn't a whole lot of, of positive news to say, just say, hey, you know, it's, we're, not, we're not, not getting a lot of interest. Let's try these new things. And just, just never giving up. And I knew that, um, I knew that they'd been getting calls from other brokers, but they, they liked me because I kept on keeping them updated on what's going on. So I just had to keep you know, persisting, persisting. And I knew that it was pretty much toward the end of where they wanted to make a change. And I said, you know, just give me one more month. And, you know, luckily during that month, we got a buyer who came in they, um, you know, they had some international money. They were interested in this property. Of course, I, you know, I talked about why this, this was a good property, had good potential down the road. And um, we were able to, to get this sold. And um, you know, that was one of the most challenging properties I've had, but also one of the most satisfying because of you know, what I had to do to get it sold. 
and the feeling that the seller had once they were able to basically clean their hands of this had been a challenging property for them for the past couple of years. Hmm. That sounds so interesting. One of the things I liked about what you said is putting on your thinking cap and also almost putting on different lenses to think about what is the potential in this property. You know, you're able to see that and recommend certain changes to be made and you're really able to take advantage of that so people could see um, the possibility. So you put your best foot forward on that. What would you say is your personal definition of success for a deal, whether related to personal growth or related to just what you're after when you're looking at a deal? Sure. I think success is, is measured by whether all the parties are, are happy or satisfied with the outcome. You know, if, if the seller is happy that they were able to get this, you know, get the property either, you know, in, in a mental state, okay, well, I want to get this off my hands because it's a headache or because it's their goal just to sell it for a certain price. And that's great. You know, the buyer, if they're happy that they were able to use their money and purchase this asset, that's going to produce a stream of income. That's great. And then if, if I'm happy because I could put the parties together a couple bucks along the way, then that's great as well. You never, although even when I'm representing the seller, you're trying to get the highest price for them. You never want it have that at the expense of, of a buyer who thinks that, you know, that they're getting ripped off. It ultimately, I think the definition of success is that all the parties are happy. One of the things I'm always interested in too is getting started. So you've been in the industry, you said about five years, maybe a little longer. And uh, myself, I'm just getting started in the industry. I'm transitioning from video content, still do video as well as a big part of my business. One of the things I'm curious about, what are some suggestions you have to be creative as someone that's getting started in the industry, be a little different to stand out and build those relationships, which are so important to real estate. A lot of people don't make it. I think more than half of people who try this profession don't make it more than a year or two. And I think really most importantly is to think of yourself as your own business because you really are. You're your own boss. You manage your own time. You may have a managing broker, but ultimately you are an independent contractor and you have to decide what you want to do with your time. Like any business, whether you're a real estate broker or whether you're a, a cupcake shop, you need to get customers. And without customers, you're not going to have the, the revenue to sustain your business. It's really up to you to your own success. And that's the first thing you need to, to realize that you're not going to be able to rely on other people for your, for your income in the future. I really think it comes down to having two important things to be successful in real estate, and that's time and discipline. Of the two, discipline is probably more important than time. If you keep your schedule very disciplined and focused, you can get done what you need to do. I think the challenge sometimes is when a lot of people come into this industry, let's say straight out of college, they have a lot of time, but they may not have as much discipline. And let's say you, you know, after if you come into this industry more mid-career, you have a family um, and you realize I need to provide for this family, then you're going to be disciplined, but now you don't have the time anymore. So it's, it's, it's a rare breed to find someone who has a lot of time and has the discipline. And those, those people in this business are typically very, very successful. Now, in terms of creativity and, and being successful for someone who's new to the industry, um, I think it goes to what I said before you're going to be making a lot of cold calls, uh, people you don't know. And there's at least, I, I don't know of any way around it. Uh, but when you're calling these people, you, you want to pro 
provide something of value to them so that they will want to talk to you again. You're not going to make a sale on the first call, the first time you talk to somebody or the second call or the third call. It's going to be maybe 20, 30, 40 calls. You know, in the beginning, make yourself stand out by providing uh, something to them. And sometimes I'll go to the, you know, research what's going on in a particular city and write that up in a newsletter and provide that as a piece of information for, uh, for a property owner so that uh, they, they know what's going on around their property, you know, things like that. Or, or you, like I said, a, a property that's sold near theirs or a recent a lease comp, uh, those pieces of information so that every time you have, every time you call them, you have a, a reason to talk about something. I think that can really make you stand out. Like the discipline approach, whether it's cold calling, whether it's um, reaching out in a particular way related to a market report or a mailing, there's a bunch of different creative ways you can go about it. If you're able to build that value and really offer something unique, people will remember that and they'll just think of you in the sense when they want to invest or they're ready to make a move. So I really like that. You ever heard of Grant Cardone? Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. I like, I like Grant. So one of the things that I like about his idea of the 10 X is really compressing time so that you can get a lot more done in a shorter period of time. So I think that's kind of the idea you're talking about as well, which is, the discipline, you can actually make the most of your day and your hours, right? You have a family, you have a lot of other commitments. Sure. Yeah. I've got, I got two young kids at home, so things are, are pretty hectic. And I, I try to keep, you know, just I try to keep, you know, family time to family time. And, you know, a lot of the, the work I've done, especially recently with the, with the video editing and the production, like I, I do that after hours, after the kids go to sleep. Uh, so I, I try to, to be mindful of that and, and try to keep a balance. But it is challenging at times, for sure. And one of the things I like pointing out to people that are new to video is the idea that once you create content, it's out there and views will just keep going up. So once you have those assets, those video assets, you're continually building relationships without you even being there. Because they can see you and hear you, they're kind of getting to know you in a little bit. You know, I feel like I know you, even though we've never really met in person, but I'm, I've talked to you on the webinar and now, and through this and just through video itself and seeing you, you know, you really create those more of those connections. So I think it's a very powerful way. You probably will run into someone, one of the conferences coming up and then they might be saying, Oh, you know, I saw your YouTube channel. You may not even know the person. Yeah, absolutely. And that that's definitely happened before. I've, I've seen people at the shows and they say, Hey, I like your videos. Uh, a client I met at, uh, one time, I was meeting him for the first time. And he says, haven't we met before? And I said, no, I think this is the first time we've met. He's like, oh yeah, but you know, I, I see your video, so I feel like I know you already. And so that, you know, that's a great thing to hear. The mindset of sharing yourself and being a little vulnerable to get out there. Because again, there may be people listening that are into commercial real estate, but they don't feel comfortable sharing themselves on video. What is the mindset you're able to take on to really get in that idea of being comfortable enough to speak on camera so you sound good enough that you're happy with it and also um, just being comfortable sharing and taking video of yourself because a lot of people don't want to do that yes yes i know and, and a lot of people say well you know I, I don't mind making video but i don't want my face in the video and um i i do see quite a few commercial real estate videos out there that are um you know, drone videos of a particular property for sale and you know they put the facts up on the screen and um and, and that's nice, but I think it doesn't have that personal connection. And nobody likes to see themselves on video. Nobody likes to hear themselves on audio. And if, if, if you don't do this often, and if you ever record yourself, and then you listen to it again, you're, you're like, is that really me? So, so here's an exercise for, for the folks listening or watching who really think that it would be difficult to do. 
just turn on your voice recorder on your phone and just say something into it and then play it back. And it's going to sound really weird, but just try it and then and do that a couple times and then record a video of yourself and then just watch it. And after you do it enough, you'll get more comfortable with it. Will you really like it? Maybe not, but you'll get more used to it. And for me, you know, I, I'm typically a pretty private person. You know, I, I'm on Facebook, but I don't really post stuff. I don't post stuff of, of me and my family that often. And I knew that doing this video stuff and putting myself in front of a large audience was, was kind of uncomfortable, but, but I got over it, right? And, and a lot of things that in terms of, of mindset and thinking and improving, the uncomfortable things are the things that you have to do in order to improve. And so, so I got used to it. And in the beginning, I was just making a video whenever, you know, once a month, once every two months. And it wasn't really till the, the pandemic that I started making them on a regular basis more consistently. And sure enough, after the first couple, I just got used to it. And now it's just part of my weekly routine. So it, it is uncomfortable, but uh, like many things in, in life, the uncomfortable things are the things that are worth doing. So that, that's what I have to say about it. No, that's, that's where you get most of the value is really like moving towards the discomfort. If you're afraid of something, there's a good chance you should probably do it uh, because it's, yep. it's going to help you grow. And it's going to probably be the thing that will make be the difference maker that you've been avoiding. Yeah. Everything you do is a reflection of, of yourself. And you, if you put together, you know, a, a video that, that looks, you know, looks well done, it doesn't have to be over the top with really professional editing, but it looks like it's well done. Your thoughts are organized and people will see that and, and they'll, they'll realize that, that you're, you're trying to add value and, and give them good quality content. Think about it. We're so distracted. We have so many other um, things going on and a lot of priorities. How do you have the right mindset or your approach to the day so that you get what you need done, but you're not overwhelmed? Sure. Well, I'm not going to say that I'm that I never get overwhelmed because because uh, I do, and and I think a lot of people do. But but we always try our best to to keep things under control. So, you know, really, I, I do keep a a, a to do list of things I need to get done that day or more long term. And you know, the funny thing is, I've tried all the different apps, and what really works best for me is a simple document. Um, and you, I use like Notepad on my PC and I just, I just type the items out. I used to use a, a pen and paper. Um, I used to go pretty primitive and, and I like technology and stuff, but I, I used to do pen and paper, but, um, but you know, with, now with sometimes working at home, sometimes working in the office, I decided I wanted to have them, you know, in, in one place. So I, I just use a, you know, a, a notepad uh, document on my computer and I type out what I need to get done for the day and for the week. And also, you know, psychologically, I know Monday and Tuesdays are my, are my video days. So I try to keep those, you know, I try to keep my other work to a minimum on those days. I, I do probably put in you know, half a day of regular work um, in the morning on those days. You know, I, I need to block that time uh, for my video work. And then Monday and Tuesday evenings, I also do video work. And the rest of the time, I've got to focus on, you know, doing my prospecting and and getting proposals done and, and doing my outreach to clients and just, you know, regular brokerage work. Any other thing that you wanted to share related to uh, the mental part of this business and how you've approached things? The mental and the physical really go together. And one thing that I, that I think is, is really important that I'm trying to work on is to prioritize, you know, sleep and exercise. And, and those are really important so that you feel physically well enough so that you can keep your mind into what you need to do. So with young kids, especially if you've got, you know, newborn, the sleep is very challenging. 
but once you get over that hump, you know, prioritizing, just taking care of yourself, eating right, you know, getting enough sleep and getting some exercise that will get your body in the physical state so that your mind can be in the right place to, to consistently prospect and manage the ups and downs of this challenging business. Fantastic. Well, Mike, it's been a pleasure having you and how can people reach out, out to you and connect with you? So um, you can reach me. Uh, email is, is the easiest way. Uh, I'm at mike at progressiverep.com. That's progressiverep.com. And I have a website, mikelincre.com. You can sign up for my newsletter with that link up in the corner. And at least for now, it's a weekly newsletter with a video in there. And um, I'll keep providing video news. I also post my YouTube channel, which is youtube.com slash mikelincre. And uh, Michael and CRE, that's my handle on, on all the social media, uh, LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook. So you can always find me at those, those locations. No, it's great. You've got some amazing YouTube content as well that I've been looking through and I'm planning on rewatching some more of those videos. But your video newsletter, if those that are listening want to learn about someone that's really doing some great stuff related to being creative and using video to market properties and market himself, um, check out check out Mike's new video newsletter and also the YouTube channel because I've gotten already a, a good amount from it. So um, it's been a pleasure having you and uh, pre appreciate it and good luck with everything in your business. Great. Thanks, Sean. Thanks for having me. Thank you for listening to the Commercial Real Estate Podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe so you get all the latest episodes. Bye for now and we'll see you next week.